everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. Carl Kaler is a fantastic senior photographer from the Michigan Upper Peninsula. He's one of those guys that you just really like. Carl never has a mean thing to say about anyone. He'd give you the shirt off his back. He's a hard worker and a man of integrity. And he thinks that refining your creativity actually requires being less refined in general. He also thinks we all need to just take some time, slow down, and take it all in. I was happy to do just that with him this past year at SYNC 2019 in Destin, Florida. Have a listen. Refined creativity. Refined creativity. Refined creativity. With Carl Kaler. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not sure what it means, but it sounds really cool. It, it does sound it cool. It does. Refined creativity. And, you know, several years ago when I was... Uh, taking along with some people, uh, Dart and Drake, and you know Dart and mm-hmm. Ruel, and uh, Scotty Dupra, yeah. and uh, those folks. I was helping them with their programs, and we'd travel around the world, and they would carry their slide trays for them because that was back in the days before <laughs> we had the electronic devices. That um, was a, that was a big piece. Everyone was, needed a slide tray carrier. Yeah, because there's like you know 24 carousels, and it took <laughs> yeah. us like the whole back of the truck to get stuff to the convention. <laughs> So they needed help, and I was more than happy to do that, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience in most cases. <laughs> yeah. um, but we were out in New England, and uh, it, it occurred to me as I was sitting in, and I don't even remember if it was Darton's or uh, Scotty's program, but it occurred to me that, you know, they're not just talking about creating photographs. They're not talking about taking pictures. Mm. They're beyond that. They're, they're a psychology beyond you know, what we use our cameras for. You know, mm-hmm. we learn about f-stops and shutter speeds and depth of field and all that. And that's great. That's wonderful. It's technical. But it's not what they really want to achieve. And I remember being out of the program and in the hall, we were talking to Pat and Chris Beltrami. Mm-hmm. And our names we, a lot of us have maybe forgotten over the years, but... Um, some of the best people some I of the have best ever met. Individual, best folks you'll ever want mm-hmm. to meet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And talented beyond belief as yeah. well. And... Chris, I remember Chris asked me, well, what are you learning? And I'm like, what do you mean, what am I learning? He said, well, you're here listening to these really talented individuals. You have to be learning something. And I said, (laughs) you know, let me think about that for a second. And uh, later that evening, I said, you know what? I have an answer for you. He said, what do you mean? What's your answer? I said, well, I think that it's more about psychology. It's more about refined creativity. It's not just f-stops and shutter speeds. Mm. It's what we see when we look at a finished print. It's what we see as a human being, as a viewer of an image, when we take a look at that flat piece of paper that Darton just sold us to put on the wall and it's framed to the nines. 
it is all the little things we look at, the detail work, making sure that that person's hands look just right, making sure that the lighting and expression match each other and that the story that he's trying to get across, whether it's a happy, smiley story, is lit in a, a way or is is using a form of light that says happiness. So a short light situation would be more happy. Um, his really game face type of deep, darker, mysterious things were more split light or Rembrandt light. And, and I started learning that, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not just about learning how to use your camera. Right. Maybe there's more to it. A little that. bit more. And yeah. so, uh, and, and I started diving into that. So I started learning more and more about psychology and, and human cognition, how people see things and how our customers see an image and why they like one more than the other. And a lot of times, most of the time, they don't realize why they like one more than the other. So you can put photograph A and photograph B right in front of them, and I know they're going to like B every single time. Right. They won't know why. And you know why. I know why. They don't know yeah, why. Yeah, because we can mess with their minds, and it's so cool. The issue, <laughs> <laughs> it is so cool. I love messing with people's minds. It's so great. I like how um, you put it. <laughs> yeah, and but we can make them like enough more that our sales go up, Right. which is a really nice thing. But what I see here, and I was just reminded of this yesterday, uh, we were here at Sync, obviously, mm-hmm. and I don't want to really um, talk too much with Sync because people that are listening to this podcast might not be aware that we're at Sync right, right. now and enjoying this wonderful conference. Right. But it, we, had, uh, we had just judged a print competition. And so several of the people that entered images uh, have come up to me in the last few days and asked, well, why did this image level off here why did it only score this and i i could sense disappointment as we all do of course yeah, we all think we're gonna you know, right. do better nobody than asks why their image scored 100 yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but you know they should because maybe we, they, no, should, they should they should they should you want to yeah. know how you can do it yeah. again yeah exactly but uh you know what i think i was reminded by those questions the last few days was I kept thinking back to Pat and Chris, mm. and the question he asked and the answer that I finally gave him was that it's more than just f-stop shutter speeds and depth of field or mm. color harmony. It's, it's all it together and how we perceive things. But even more than that, what I'm seeing, what we're missing here, I think, in our industry right now, because we have a lot of, it's, it's new again, it's growing, it's evolving do you think? It, oh, absolutely it is. It's evolving again. It's, it's a constant change. Okay. Uh, because for a while, you know, everybody was, you know, film and, or, um, and now the new film and the new black and white stuff. Now that we have T-Max and we have right. T-Max 3200 and we can process it in AccuFine and make a grain right. really small. And, right. and then they came out with something new and then the, and then the color kind of you know, went along with it and we had some high speed color stuff. Cause remember back when we were shooting, you know, VPS one, you know, one sixty, and we yeah. rated it at 80, right. you know, cause that's really what it should have been. So half of the rating, uh, you know, but in those days we look at that work and it, it, it is a different feel to it, Yeah. but it's just a medium, right? It's just a medium right now. Um, as silly as this sounds, I want to become less refined in seeing all these, the, the new fresh ideas of, of some of the newer photographers and even people that are reinventing themselves, it is amazing the creativity that I saw in this last print competition here at Sank. Um, 554 images or something like that. It's crazy. That's a lot. It was a lot. It was beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. And it was so inspiring. And I saw so many creative ideas that I'd look at and go, 
dang, I wish I could be that creative. Do you? You know, I do. I wish, I wish. Because sometimes we become too defined, too refined, that we have this tunnel vision and we have this, okay, the, the little person on our shoulder saying in my ear, Oh, man, what if we? Uh, what if the what? What would the judge say about this? Or mm-hmm. you know, maybe I better do this. And and all of a sudden, we we get, become so caught up in that that too much time elapses, and we lose our interaction with with that subject. So you have those thoughts and, in the midst of a session. Oh, absolutely. Do you really? Absolutely. And and it's something I wanted to bring up too. Yeah. In that, and, and I tell my athletes this all the time. Uh, and I thought, you know, maybe this is appropriate for our photographers too. We love photography. We wouldn't be doing it if we didn't love it. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be doing this, we wouldn't be in this industry if it wasn't a passion or a hobby first. Right. You know, nobody just gets out of college and says, well, you know, I went to school for an accountant and as I was doing that, it said everything I looked at according to the books thought photography is the way to go. Right. <laughs> it just didn't happen yeah, that way. Yeah, you get that, right. You know? So, but, so we love it. So I tell my students, my, my, Athletes, a lot of times, as a coach, I say, you know what? It's your senior year. You've worked your butt off to get to where you are right now. You put in hours and thousands of hours mm. and blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. Every once in a while during the game, you know, so Friday night, you're at the football game, you're not in the, in the play right now, you're on the sideline. Take a minute, blank everybody out, and just look around. Mm. And enjoy the moment mm. because when you get out of high school, y- you miss that. It's not going to happen again. These are magical times, yeah. you know, and you just can't, you, they don't always exist. And in photography, when we're photographing somebody and I photographing a senior, we're on location somewhere and maybe we're out uh, alongside of a lake or something somewhere and we're getting everything prim and proper. And all of a sudden we're like, okay, we got done with this outfit. Mom, why don't you take her back to over here and uh, let's get her into that next outfit that we talked about. Breathe once, take a breath and just mm. look around and you say, this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. You know, enjoy the moment. We, we're missing those little times that we, we are so happy with as a hobbyist. And I think if you take time and do that every once in a while, my, my too much refinement and too much tunnel vision sometimes can transition into another creative thought. So if we kind of take a moment to, to live in that moment yeah. and kind of like block everything out for a second and look around, we're like, oh, this is so cool. This is fun. Hey, you know what? That would be really cool if we worked over there. So <laughs> Let's what, go there. What know? sort of things do you do then Why, from an intentional standpoint? If somebody's listening to this and mm-hmm. this is resonating with them. All what 12 sort people, of, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe 13, okay, 14 well, people. Good. Baker's Dozen is good, yeah. What? What sort of things can someone do intentionally to achieve what you're talking about? Ah. Like to, to like put into practice. Give yourself time. Give yourself time. And what I mean by that, um, and, and again, we'll use an analogy. When I did photograph a lot of weddings, I used to have long discussions with the bride and groom beforehand. And I, and I said, well, I can, I've been around a lot of weddings. Mm. I can help you. Plan your day so that it is the most mm. fun it can be. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell them, the biggest thing that I see wrong with weddings is that they don't allow enough time between things to enjoy your day. Right. I go here. We got to do the hair. We got to right. do the makeup. Then we got to be the photographer. And we, we were already right. late there. Take time. So in your sessions, everyone is so 
strict on, okay, four outfits, we got to be done in one hour because our next one's coming in at 102. You know, say 130 instead then or something. Give mm -hmm. yourself a buffer right. enough that if you had, if you want to have a chance to breathe a little bit and enjoy, you can become more creative in that moment. So in order to stop and smell the roses, you need to allocate time to oh, stop. Absolutely. So that you can smell the roses. And record time. Essentially, right? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Right. So I'm not going to take that same advice because... Man, we get working too fast. And what too gets hard. in your way? Myself. How so? Like what? When you say we get working so, like what is? It, what's the enemy of that? Well, you? you know, I think because we're adults, we're always, or a lot of times, we're worried that maybe if we work slow, people will think that we're lazy or we won't look professional enough, mm. or they're not getting as much out of us. Because I think sometimes, and especially maybe it's me as in my background, as, you know, coaching and things that. You know, if we're not always hustling, you're not giving it your 110%. Um, and maybe that's not true. You know, maybe slowing down is actually giving more. You know, maybe taking that time to, wow, this is so cool that we're here and being a photographer and recording this event for this person hmm. and the things that we're doing for this person. Let's enjoy that for a second. My friend told me the other day that every, every person, like when we ask each other, how are we doing, that he feels pressure to say I'm busy, <laughs> yeah, right? How many scenes are you are you are you, are, are you guys booked up yet? Yeah. Oh yeah, we only have uh, 13 spots left. Yeah, right. We yeah, could like take in 100. You know? <laughs> he feels as though, and a lot of times people will say, "How are you doing? Busy? Are you busy?" Like right. that'll be like that'll be all mushed together, and he feels as though he if he doesn't say yes to the question, "Are you busy?" That there's a failure implied there, or there's a I'm not doing well implied yeah. there. And I'm he, not being as success, successful. Like success, there's, <clears throat> that means, and he, and what he was saying, he was like, I feel as though it should be the other way around. I feel like it should be, how are you doing? Are you busy? Like we should be able to say, no, I'm not busy. And that the person should be like, good for you. Like that you're doing well, Enough. right? Yeah. And that you're not busy. And that mm -hmm. part of the reason that you're doing well is that in fact you're not busy because you're working smarter instead of harder. you're working like and that that would be a big piece of it like, why are you not busy well because i'm working really i'm I've, i do one session <laughs> i do one session a month and my average is seventy thousand yeah. dollars you know like that's those are ridiculous but, numbers but it'd but, be cool if it was well, you get yeah. what and that would Absolutely. be ideal and yet people feel like i have to, in order to be successful I have to be constantly working my tail off mm -hmm. and if i'm not that means something is wrong right Correct. <laughs> is that is yeah, that part it's exactly of, what I'm saying? Is that part of what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm Why saying. Why is it like that? Human nature. H how has it gotten there? Yeah. Well, you know, we're hustle and bustle type of people, and and you know, I think a lot of it is uh, the general because we're senior photographers. I mean, that's a big part of what we do. Um, we're always with that younger age, and that younger age right now wants everything instantly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything has to be instantaneous, um, and 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 it's amazing the following that they have that has to be instantaneous. In fact, we were just having this uh, discussion yesterday. Mm. Um, how sick is this? That uh, My daughter is a high school senior right now. You know, mm -hmm. She's just going to be graduating, and we, get, we did her senior portraits, and it was like a battle beyond belief. It's so much easier to photograph other people's kids than your own, you know? Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know. I don't doubt it. <laughs> exactly. You find out. You'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I... I 
posted some of them on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Um, and a lot of people liked them. It was, I think, like one of my, an example I should give, uh, one of her senior portraits had 91 likes on my mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. which I thought, wow, I don't do, I don't do a lot on Instagram. So I, I mean, I'm not sure how many followers I really have because I, I, I'm not really big on it and I should be more. Um, but then I found out this last week that my daughter has an Instagram, Instagram account. I didn't even know it. Oh, really? I had no idea because well, my, my son never did it. And my, but my daughter's on Instagram. And, and uh, she had just posted, she had just uh, accepted, and we sent in the first deposit uh, for college. Nobody. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always fun. Um, but she did a selfie with her University of Michigan certificate or whatever, welcome aboard thing. And within 10 minutes, she had like 400 what? <laughs> likes. And I'm going, huh. So I looked at her account, so I started flipping through her account, and I noticed, hey, I can't believe it. she she actually posted one of her senior portraits that I took, the one that I liked the most. Really? Okay, I had 91 likes. She had like 600 and some. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> On the same image. So she like, really does Instagram. Yeah. So I thought, you know, but that's the thing. That's Those are the kids that we're dealing with. And because everything is instantaneous, yeah. I think because we're in a different generation, we we find ourselves trying to hustle more to become more relevant in their world of instant feedback. Um, and it might not be the right answer, I don't think. You know, I think, like I said, if we can maybe be more creative for them for the services that we're trying to give. If we slow down. If we slow down. <laughs> Take a breathe. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy what you're doing. Have some fun with it. And then, you know, get those creative juices flowing a little so bit So the first more. thing that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. if you want to slow down, and and I'm so I'm not saying that this is true. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, as this is what brainstorming. This is what comes to the top of my head here. If you want to slow down, raise your prices. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying that's, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, again, be more efficient. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, know? like work on like address your workflow like on the back end. Absolutely. Cut down how much time you're spending doing X and Y and Z. Right. And part of that comes back to the basics as far as getting it right in the camera. Because I hate computers. You know, you know I hate I do computers. Know, I do know that. And I would much rather not sit in front of my computer until 3 in the morning right. editing things that could have been done correctly in the camera. Do you outsource? I, retouching, editing, yes. You I, do. Rebook you does my retouching right Great. now. Great. Yeah. And that, so that's another thing that mm-hmm. you're doing to save yourself time. Oh, absolutely. Is that you outsource that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> Good gosh. I mean, I don't have time for zits. I'm sorry, but really, you know, I mean, swear to God. I mean, who I just, does? Who does? Uh, rebook you does. Rebook you has to, that's, And that's what they want time for. That's yeah, their passion. That's Let, their passion. Good for them, man. Getting, I take getting it away. those pimples out of the mix. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. <laughs> Dermatologist, it's all you. It's all yours. Tell me, tell me something. I want yeah. to circle back to something because yeah. you were mentioning uh, Darton and Scotty. Scotty's mm-hmm. still with us. Darton, yeah. Darton is no longer with us. Yeah. Can you? Because uh, some people might not know who those guys are, but can you tell me a little bit from your perspective about Darton Drake? Darton Drake. Um, I remember uh, we were at a convention in the Midwest many years ago um, and Fred Heingartner and there's another name that a lot of people don't know but Fred Heingartner was given a program and, and it was going to be his last program and he was going to move to the woods and build a cabin like Thoreau and um, oh. you know fall off the face of the earth because yeah. you know he just wanted to 
you know, get away from get it away all. from it all. And uh, and so he, he somewhat he didn't care what other people thought of him. I thought it was really cool. And Darton was all over that. Yeah, I mean, sounds like something he yeah. would support. <laughs> Darton was all over that. In fact, we went down to see Fred supposed to give his last program um, together down in Illinois. It was a big big road trip. And uh, it, it turns out that he was he was doing this other one at in the north or the uh, Midwest. Well, Darton's travel plans got delayed, mm. so he missed Fred's last program. And um, but we were in there for Scotty and I were in, in Fred's last program, and um, Fred was easily rubbed people the wrong way. <laughs> Okay. He wasn't afraid to say it like it is and okay. offend people. And uh, and so by the end of the program, there was like, I don't know, 12 people left. And it started, there's probably 300 people in the room to start. And is that right? It, he just like told me, well, if you don't like them, get out of here. Just get out of the room. He and went out with a bang. He went out with a bang. And it was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was artistic. And it was, there was so much more inner meaning. And, and people... Um, that were there to ask about f-stops and shutter speeds. He just, you know, told him Lee right. was offending him. He wasn't there to talk about no, that. No, it was deeper. And if people didn't understand it, whether he was communicating correctly or not, he just get out, go, yeah. get away. Yeah. Um, so Darton came in and he was all upset because he missed the program. And he had, uh, he said, "Well, what happened?" I said, "Well, it was awesome. We had like 300 people, and then by the end, there's only like 12 of us left there." And Darton's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe." So he said, "Well." I'm doing the same thing tomorrow in my program. I'm going to make sure that by the time it's said and done, there's only like 10 people there. Then. His goal was to get, more, goal people was to to get more people to leave. That sounds like him too. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, it kind of backfired though. It was two hours after the program was supposed to be done. The wait staff for the hotel made us, or actually turned off the lights because nobody would leave. He got mm. the audience so engaged and so his way of communicating, Darton's way of communicating the um, psychology of it all, the, the heart of what he was doing was so powerful. That, and his images backed up what he said oh my, so yes. much. Oh my goodness, yes. That people just didn't leave. They, and it wouldn't matter what he, what he said to him. If he was uh, mean to people, it wouldn't matter. They would have stayed, and they did stay. Um, it was it was an uh, amazing experience. But that was, that was Darton. And even towards the end of, of his time here, when I'd try to call him, um, most of the time he wouldn't answer his phone. Yeah. And it hurt. And yeah. it, was, it was hard. Um, but then there was a, a few times when I left him a message about, I said, you know, I'm having a really hard time right now trying to understand the thought behind the forms of light and how we can create emotion with different things. So looking in the shadow and somebody's expression or mm. uh, whatever. And I was really trying to learn and it was, you know, almost instantaneous. He'd call me back. Yeah. So if I was asking him a question about photography and this, he was instantly my coach again, instantly right. my mentor again. Right. Uh, and so that never stopped. He was pretty um, amazing. He was extremely amazing. And, you know, I think Darton, uh, and, and, and I always want to include Scotty Dupro with that because it was kind of like the same breath. Mm -hmm. um, those two hung out a lot together, yeah. um, bouncing ideas off each other. Um, they really changed our world. They changed our industry. I, I agree. 
you know, without 100%. a question. And, you know, the two of them really, even though Scotty is doing, he's not doing photography, he's doing painting, which is phenomenal. Look yeah. it up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. His watercolor paintings are doing amazingly well, especially overseas. But um, beautiful work. But those two always said, don't be afraid to give everything that you have. Don't hold anything back when you're speaking. Don't give any, hold anything back when you're teaching because everybody's going to take a new twist on things. Yeah. So, and they did. I mean, they really gave it their all. And at, there was times when Darton was, I think, a little bit upset with himself for that because he was jealous because some people were really starting to do well. Yeah, and take off, yeah. And it was really Darton's work. And, yeah. um, but I think in, you know, in the back of his mind, he's like, cool. Um, they listened. Right. They sure did. <laughs> and they did. So Darton's and legacy and Scotty's legacy, they will always live on in our industry because uh, there's two, 300 people that are still inspired and still continuing the same kind of thought process that they had. Well, and don't you think that both of those guys in particular were always really good at, and, and Scotty still to this day, really good at refined creativity? Oh, like hugely. It's like inherent to them. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, and it comes back again, round you know, circle back to what we started this conversation with. Yeah. They had, they had it all. They had it all. They had the creativity beyond belief. Yeah. You know, you just think that things that were unique and creative and fresh and mysterious. Yeah. I like that word. But they had also the technical nailed down. I mean, they, everything was technically perfect with yeah. it. So if somebody, and I see this in print competition now a lot too, I see creativity up, up the yin yang, whatever right. yin yang is. I'm not sure, but, <laughs> <laughs> but something not offensive. You guys. Yeah, it's absolutely. It was not offensive <laughs> to anybody. Uh, but, but beyond the creativity, they had their highlights were perfect. Yeah. Their lighting was always perfect. Oh, the exposures my. everywhere was always perfect. Yeah. And there wasn't a little bit or piece anywhere that wasn't out of place. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think maybe a lot of it, and now I think it may, might circle back to, and I'm, seeing this right now as we're speaking, but maybe that's why Sky is doing so well as a painter Yep. right now. Yep. Because it, it, he always told me, he said, you know, when you're starting to really, really dif- you know, refine things, mm-hmm. you know, not creativity, but refined, you know, perfectly done technical things, tell yourself, would, if I could have, if I was talented enough to paint this, this person in this scene, in this pose and with this light, if I were to have painted that person that way, um, then it's okay. But as I looking through my camera as a photographer, if I tell myself self, would I have painted that person's hand right there? Yeah. Interesting. Would I have, would I have painted that thing yeah. behind that person's head? That's, right. that's really kind of distracting. Right. If the answer in your mind is no, then you got to change it. I see. Mm-hmm. That's the refinement. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where, um, you know, studying the painting now and studying all the technical things and refining our, our technical aspects and artistic aspects and add that to your creativity, then you go over the top. I remember, here's, we'll throw another name out there, you know, uh, Ben Shirk, who's doing okay in print he's, competition in our world. Right. Thank God he's on our side, <laughs> you know, and in the World Cup uh, and everything else, and, and he's just a good person. But I remember when he was a student and a sponge, and he still is a sponge. I mean, mm-hmm. don't let anybody kid you. He, he's always learning and always uh, growing in this industry. 
Um, but I remember when, when I first saw his first work, I thought, holy crap, this guy's got a great imagination. Mm. And the creativity is like over the top. Yep. But if only his lighting was a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I said, yeah. when that catches up, oh, yeah. look out. And, and he grew into that. And, yeah. and now there isn't anything that he can't imagine or can't uh, conceive in his mind or visualize that he can't do. Right. He brought it, and Dan McClanahan is the same way. Right. He even said it. He made a comment during his, his, one of his programs lately. Um, I finally refined all the technical aspects so I could actually do what I have in my vision. Whatever's in his brain, he can make exactly. it Exactly. Yeah. And how wonderful is that? Yeah, that's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. I mean, that's how, how professional we want to be in this industry. That's how talented we all should strive to it's, be. It's a bar industry. to strive for. Yeah. To get yeah. to that spot where you can you can realize your vision down to the nth degree. I think that's the refined piece. A perfect example. Right? Exactly. Right. To be it's, able to to get every little nook and cranny, to get every little detail just the way you want it mm -hmm. from from your brain. And and you you also have to deal with and and learn how to see it really well. Yeah. In your mind's eye first. Absolutely. Too, right? So I this was this was a really good conversation refined creativity refined creativity and i and i appreciate um the way you you, t you talk about darton he's he was my my wife's probably my wife's first mentor yeah and he he means a lot to us and he's a big part of our story and i know that you knew him well and for a long time so thank you for diving into that a little bit absolutely with me. Absolutely. I so. wish you the best, my brother. Well, I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me I look uh, talk. forward to seeing you next. Real quick, yeah, where can yeah. people find you online? I'm on Facebook at Carl Kaler mm -hmm. um, or through my website, um, uh, photoimagesbycarl.net. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. Have a good one.